0: Welcome to the December 25th sermon from Clifford Baptist Church, 635 Fletcher's Level Road in Amherst. Today's scripture is John chapter 1, and the sermon is entitled, The Unspeakable Gift, delivered today by Pastor Jeffrey Campbell. Did you come expecting something from the Lord today at church? Amen. I'm grateful that you have. I'm grateful today that as I began this sermon, I'm about a month ahead, so these sermons were compiled around Thanksgiving time. Uh, But it was completed last night and yesterday as God had just poured into my heart uh, uh, an opening to this sermon. As we have been uh, talking from 2 Corinthians chapter number 9 verse number 15. Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. Today I want you to know as we have been talking about that I physically want to unwrap that gift today with you. I want to show you what the gift of Jesus Christ is looks like and means to every one of us my prayer is this is if you have a vacancy as carrie hill just spoke about in your life that jesus does not occupy that you will leave here today full of him in a very precious way yesterday we began christmas with our family and it extends to today, and I don't know how long Christmas extends, but I love this time of year as it goes on from day to day. I really like the eating part of it. I had breakfast yesterday, I had breakfast today. I'll have dinner tonight, and it's awesome. But I'm grateful today, just as a humble reminder yesterday, as my niece began unwrapping her presents, she said, I'm going for the biggest box first. This morning, my two boys, as they received a gift from their uncle, they had to share one box. And sometimes, when we think about that, the biggest box does not always hold the very best gift. And sometimes, when you share your gift with somebody else, it's hard because you don't have ownership. But my prayer today is this, is that every one of us share the precious gift of Jesus Christ being our Lord. The unspeakable, indescribable gift is Jesus Christ. And I want to share that with you today. I want to share what Christ looks like. I want to share what he means to me. And it comes in a very precious way from the book of John Go to your gospel of John chapter number 1 and this is probably a maybe even an unfamiliar passage of scripture to use on Christmas morning of all places but I believe John does a tremendous job in explaining what the gift of Jesus Christ to the world truly means for every person. And so today, I want you to picture yourself as holding the biggest box and beginning to unwrap the best Christmas present ever, that being Jesus. And today if you haven't unwrapped Jesus Christ as your savior, my prayer is this that the word of God will be will make Jesus Real to you in a very special way. There's about five points today, and I'm going to work through them with you. But the gift of Jesus is a tremendous gift. And it starts out in the very first verse in John chapter number one, verse number one, with three words. And you've heard these words before if you know your Bible. What are those three words? In the beginning. Where have you heard those three words before? Genesis chapter number one, verse number one. In the beginning, as John begins to write this book to us today to try to understand who Jesus really is, John paints Jesus there in the very beginning. And I'm grateful today to share with you as we unwrap the gift of Jesus. Jesus has always been. Jesus has always been because Jesus is God in fleshly form. Here's what God's Word says. I'm going to read verse number 1, verse number 2, and verse number 14. Here's what those verses say. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God the same was in the beginning with God and verse number 14 and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth the first thing that I want you to see of the gift of Jesus today is this the gift of the word the gift of the word John calls Jesus the word Four times in these three verses. And as he goes back to the opening of Genesis 1-1, in the very beginning, God was there. And Jesus was there. And the Bible says here in John chapter 1 that the Word was with God. Jesus was with God. They had a relationship that was different, but yet they worked together. But as that verse goes on, it says this, and the Word Was God so Jesus was also God and I know that as some of you look at me you may be scratching your head as we try to understand what the Trinity actually means I want to do a little thing for you this morning and that is this I want to show you that Jesus that the Trinity that God the Holy Spirit were all there from the very beginning long before Jesus came to a manger He's always been. Look with me real quick, if you will. for the very beginning of your Bible, Genesis chapter number 1, it says this, in the beginning, what's the next word? God. God was there in the very beginning. In verse number 2 of Genesis, it says this, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God. So the Holy Spirit was there. And then John paints in his gospel, not only was God there and not only was the Holy Spirit, but the Word, Jesus Christ, was there in the very beginning. I want you to see today the promise of a hope for every one of us that Jesus has always been. John is putting them together, that not only has he come, but he's always been through the whole process of all creation. And that's why today that we can celebrate God is truly with us. Today, do you believe that? That Emmanuel, God lives with us? Amen. I hope you do. I hope you do. But as we unwrap this gift of the word, I want to take you back to John chapter number 1. And here's what I want to do. I don't want to add to or take away from the Word of God, but here's the way that my mind has to understand this. I want you to replace the Word with Jesus' name. So look at verse number 1 and verse number 14, and we're going to replace the Word with the name of Jesus. In the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God And Jesus was God. And Jesus was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The gift of the Word is something very powerful because at the Word, God spoke it and it happened. And it happened. Over and over, not just in the book of Genesis, but all through, all through the Old Testament God was telling us, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And then he came. The word, Jesus Christ himself, came to all the world. And so today we celebrate the gift of the word, the gift of Jesus being present with us just like God had promised. Today, for some of you, that gift of Jesus Christ lives within our heart. I remember on a mission trip to Mexico, I used to sing a little song. I'm not going to sing it for you. I was in Mexico. They didn't know who I was. You know me. But we used to sing a little song that Christ lives in our heart. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that Christ lives in my heart christians today i want to say this before i move on if you are not excited on christmas day about christ living in your heart something is wrong check your blood pressure real quick even when it's hard to put a smile on your face on christmas christians should wear the biggest of smiles because christ lives with us today as we peel open that big box God is with us. Jesus Christ coming to the world. Look at verses 4 through 9 of John chapter 1. Here's what John writes. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. And so, same came for a witness to bear witness of the light That all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Point number two as we look at what the gift of Jesus means, it means two words the gift of life and light. Life and light. These are two things as we start out this point today that many of us take for granted. Some of you have been without light for the past couple of days. And you know when light leaves, when electricity leaves, you know about it. But here's the thing. Maybe today there's somebody in this sanctuary, maybe somebody watching live stream today that has been living without the life. The life that Jesus brings. There are so much that these verses have to offer, but the life and the light are the two words that I want you to think about and to center on as they lead our life day by day. Without light, we can't do but so much. And without the light of Jesus, we can only do so much in Him. Verses 6 through 8 speak of John the Baptist not being the light, but being a witness of that light. But I want you real quick to look with me at verse number 5. It teaches us so many truths. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There's spiritual truth and there's physical truth here. The spiritual truth is this, that light and darkness spiritually coexist. Light and darkness coexist. But physically, that does not happen. Every day, when the sun rises, darkness disappears. When you walk into a room, you flip on a light switch and what? Darkness goes away. They don't. They don't coexist but spiritually today i want you to see the beginning of verse number five says this and the light shineth in darkness it does not say it got rid of darkness it does not say it wiped it out it did not say it ridded the earth of it it said it shines in darkness and so here is the spiritual truth the gift of light and life is jesus christ who should live in every one of us Now, I would love for this church to be a beacon of that light, not of any one group of people, not of one pastor, but simply of this, of Jesus Christ. That is the light that should shine forth from this building. But many Christians today, we tend to be lampposts. We have a little light, but we just... Stay in the same spot. And we fail to, to move around. And here is the intention of being the life and light. I don't want you to go and be the life and light of a party. I want you to go be the life and light of Jesus to the world. And it, and it, and it takes you and I willing to go out and share that good news of Jesus Christ. Don't be a lamppost stuck in one spot hoping others come to you. Be that light that no matter wherever you take a step or wherever you go, the light goes with you. The life of Jesus goes with you. And so that life and that light should be everywhere you go. Today, I'm grateful for that challenge from John chapter number 1, verse number 5. Because look, if I watch my TV, it seems like darkness is winning. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Stake your hope on John chapter, number one, or John chapter 1 verse number 5. Stake your hope here, Christian, because this verse tells me that darkness does not win. And today, that is the Christmas message that I want you to take to the world. Darkness doesn't win. You can watch the news all day long, but read your Bible. Darkness doesn't win. The light and the life must go forth. We can't expect to light that light on the front porch and hope and wish people just show up. We must be the life and the light that Jesus explains here. Friends, today, it is a choice, and I waited too long in life to be a vocal life and light example to the world, but I want you and I to work together to give the, the greatest gift that this world needs, Jesus Christ. Don't, listen to me, don't Focus on darkness. Don't focus on it. Don't let it get you worked up. Focus on the light of Jesus Christ and let that lead your life. As we unwrap the gift, look at verses 10 and 11. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. Look at verse number 5 again. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. What do you see in these three verses of the common theme? Here's the common theme. The gift will be denied. This has been a focus of mine through this Christmas season. Not everybody wants the gift. And I'm going to be brutally honest with you. There are those that are watching. There are those maybe even here today that don't want the true gift of what Jesus means. They want parts of it. They want to play with it a little while when they feel like it, and then they want to push it aside the rest of the time. And so today, the gift, the gift will be denied. And there are some here that deny that gift. There are some in the world that deny that gift. And so in Scripture, I want you to see three ways the gift is denied. Verse number 5 says this, The light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness didn't understand. Verse number 10 It says, he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. And in verse number 11, he came into his own and his own received him not. This is speaking of Jesus' own people, his own countrymen would reject the gift of a Savior. So today, there are some people that sit in church every week That week by week, they reject the greatest gift known to man. Greatest gift known to man, they reject it. Today, I want you to to know this. You've been offered the greatest gift. By the time this service is through, you will be offered the chance not only to look at the greatest gift, but to receive it. And if you walk out of here with, Out receiving the gift that's on you that's on you Acts chapter 3 you don't have to turn there but in Acts chapter number 3 I will turn there I want to read these verses because there was a guy who was introduced to Peter and John in Acts chapter number 3 the Bible says there was a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. There was a, a crippled man that every day spent his life by the temple gate. And listen to what verse number, four, or verse number three says. Who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple ask an alms. And Peter, listen, Fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. Look here. Real quick, don't look down at your Bibles. Everybody look right here. Look right here. Peter said, fastening his eyes upon him, and John said, look on us. And he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something of them. The Bible says that man knew that as they locked eyes, they're about to get a gift. They're about to get something, but it was far different than what he expected. He was expecting money. And here's what Peter says. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He got something better than silver and gold. And you may say, Pastor Jeffrey, is that possible? Absolutely it is. His name is Jesus Christ. And while I have your attention today, I want you to know that I don't want this gift to be denied by any person today. I don't have much to give you. But all I have, I'll tell you about. His name is Jesus. And as Pastor Clyde prayed, And he said he came to this world in the form of a babe, but he would go to an old rugged cross to die for the sins of you and my sins, the sins of the world on his shoulders on that cross. And not only that, he would not only die, he would be buried in a tomb. And he would rise from that tomb to live forever for you and I. That is the greatest gift in all the world. And here is a pastor's heart, just as Peter and John said, I have Jesus to give you. This morning, here's the gift. It's Jesus. It's not Jesus in a manger. It's Jesus on a cross, dying for every sin that you would ever commit, taking your penalty and your punishment and your place on an old rugged cross. He would die and he would be raised again to give every single person the opportunity of life through Jesus Christ. Today, that is the gift that is offered and that gift may even be rejected today. Point number four. Look at verses 12 and 13. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believeth on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This morning, point number four, it's amazing what happens when you receive the gift. The Bible teaches us in these two verses that something amazing happens when Jesus comes into our life. As the Savior came to our dark world, here's what happened. We became heirs. Those of us that accept the gift of Christ become heirs with Him. Here's what verse 13 says, "...which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God." Because of God and His great love for us, we are adopted into the family of God. How many of you this morning know that you are in the family of God? Not by anything that you've done, but solely because God adopted you. God would have you to be His. This morning, I want to say this. Thank you, God, for the greatest gift in the world. This morning, there will be some that have received the gift. But here's what I want to remind you. Never, ever, ever forget the gift that you have received. Don't put it away. Don't pack it away. Don't hide it. Don't save it for another day. Use the gift every single day of your life. The last point, point number five. Look at verse number 14 again. And the word was made flesh... And dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. When I read my Bible, I'm a word guy. I just like to go and mark up words that just jump off the pages at me. And there are so many in this verse that catch my attention, glory and grace and truth are a couple of those, but I want to focus really quick on one word and I'm done. And that word is this: dwelt." Do you see that? In verse number 14, "He dwelt among us." What does the word "dwelt mean? Here's what the biblical word, if you go back to the original mean, He pitched his tent. He pitched his tent. The God of all creation, the God of all humanity, the God from the very beginning who spoke it all to existence came to this earth and dwelt. He pitched his tent to be here with you and me, to live like you and I would live, to make decisions like we would live. It's not in Scripture, but probably as a little boy, he probably fell on the ground and got hurt, as most kids do. But he was perfect. The perfect gift for the entire world. Today, if you have never ever realized it, God wants to dwell in your heart and in your life. He's not looking for a certain place or a certain region. He's looking for a certain heart, a certain person where he wants to take up residence. He wants to pitch his tent and not stay for a little while. I love camping, but only for a little while. God wants to pitch his tent forever. Forever in the heart of the one that would receive him. Today, as we open up the box, it may not be the most beautiful gift Wrapped on the outside. It may be hard to understand. But the Bible teaches by faith. If you will believe. In the saving power. Of Jesus Christ. He will change your life. Today in a moment of invitation. As we close this sermon. Maybe you've never seen the gift like this before. Maybe there's. A simple prayer that you just want to say, Jesus, thank you. Maybe you want to pray that with a pastor that will be here. Maybe you just want to say that where you are. Personally, I want to tell you this. As I open up this altar, this altar is open for every person. And you say, Pastor Jeffrey, why, why do I have to come down front and kneel at all? It's, for me, it's just something different about coming in person and kneeling down. That's not to twist your arm. But maybe today you want to come and say, Jesus, on your birthday, all I want to do is kneel and say thank you. Thank you that you're not in in a manger anymore. But thank you that you went to a cross and died for my sin, that you rose on the third day after that death and that you give me life and light every single day. Whatever your need today, I believe the Lord Jesus meets us here. Can we go to him in prayer? Father God, thank you for your word. Lord, this is where I trust that you work. God, that you take a stumbling tongue and your holy word and that you speak to your people. God if there's somebody here today that needs the gift of Jesus my heartfelt prayer is this that they don't leave they don't leave until they receive the gift we've unwrapped it we've looked at it we've explained it God today if there's somebody that needs to receive it God I pray that you do not let them leave before they say yes I need it Bring that one to you today. Maybe us Christians, Lord, on a birthday that we celebrate, we'll just take a minute and come and bow down and say thank you. Maybe we'll say, use me. Use me, God. Let me be the life and the light that you intend me to be. God, we give you this moment of invitation. We invite your Holy Spirit to work in hearts. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Thank you, God Almighty, for leaving all of heaven's splendor to come for me. Today, we open this altar to anyone who would need it.